This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Is it the end of the line for City's treble defence with the Blues drawing Tottenham away in the FA Cup? It's Wednesday the... It's Wednesday the 10th of January. I'm Adam... You didn't say your name. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Ollie Kirsch. And it's my birthday. And this is... Oh! There we go. Today or tomorrow. Ah, you're going to confuse the listeners now. Wednesday. Okay. Do I say it again? I'm and keeping all of this in. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, this is, this is Trombolic. Go on. <laughs> I'm Ollie Kirsch. Say your name. Whoa, whoa, okay. And I'm the birthday boy, Ollie Kirsch. No, that, that, that won't sound right when it's cut up. Because you're like, oh. I'm the birthday boy, Ollie Kirsch. It's like Krusty the Crab. Uh, I'm Amos Crab. Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm the birthday boy, Ollie Kirsch. Ollie the Kirsch? <laughs> no. Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? This is this is all staying in. Let's start. Did I not say Oli- said- Oliver Kirsch? I thought you said Ollie the Kirsch. I don't know. We can I stick with it. I'll now, take. You know, I'll take the Kirsch. Ollie, Ollie the Kirsch. There's only one. There actually aren't. Are you, are you saying your name? You want me to do it again? <laughs> Ollie. I regret to inform everybody it has happened again. We put these two together and like a train going too fast, it's gone off the rails. Um, full disclosure, we are five minutes into this recording. You'll, you'll only have heard it, a short snippet. Um, Adam, how are you doing? I am very well, yeah. Th- th- there may be some context lacking um, with, with Ollie and I. We, we actually have to have a separate group chat from the big group chat of City Report <laughs> podcast contributors because our arguments have to spill outside of the group chat. Uh, but we do love each other at the end of the day, so I'm happy to be with, with him on the pod. 
And happy birthday, Oliver the Kirsch. Um, how's things? How, I've, yeah. I've, you don't know yet because we're recording this before your birthday, but have you had a nice birthday, future Oliver the Kirsch? Future Oliver Kirsch. I, I don't know. I'll let you know next time I'm on if I had a nice birthday, but uh, I do think this is the earliest. I think we've broken the record for the earliest that the episode has come off the rails. So, yep. Jobs are good. Which is just as well because there isn't that much to speak about. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll jump straight in with the news that was alluded to in the introduction. And it is City's fourth round FA Cup draw. Just when everybody was feeling the high of beating the mighty Huddersfield town in the third round, we come crashing down. Back to earth with Tottenham away, if you haven't heard by now. Um, obviously, a couple of nights ago, so we're just picking it up now. But um, Adam... Immediate reaction? Well, obviously not immediate reaction. Like I said, we're about 48 hours out. But what was your immediate reaction and has that immediate reaction changed? Um, my immediate reaction was, oh, here we go again. Um, but I think that it, it has changed when I look at things with a bit more of an analytical eye. Um, I think a lot of the factors that have gone into City um, kind of being cursed at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think a lot of those factors have actually gone away. Um, and now the only thing that actually lingers is the curse itself. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it's typical. Uh, it's a very different typical city, Ollie Kirsch. Um, but at the same time, it is still typical city to be reigning. Let's go through it then. Reigning Premier League champions reigning FA Cup winners, reigning European champions, reigning UEFA uh, UEFA uh, Super Cup winners, and obviously reigning FIFA Club World Cup, so world champions, to still be frightened of a team from North London. He's an umbrella after came. all that rain. I know, yeah. Uh, came in, um, I don't know, black and white TV. Yeah, it's this season especially, with all the honours you've just listed out, this is going to answer our paradox of... What happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? <laughs> uh, you'll you'll never get rid of that, will you? Honestly, I think mm. I always fancy us going into every single away game against any team in the league except Tottenham. In my own head, I write off Tottenham away as a loss every season, and I, I know. I mean, it's not logical. But it's just one of those things that has happened again and again and again and again. And it's not even the fact that we just don't tend to pick up three points or, in this case, in the Cup, pick up a win there. Although we did we did beat Spurs away a few years ago in the League Cup. But it's just that we always seem to play really badly away at Spurs. Mm. That's the other thing about it. But Booker's looking a bit confused. 2021 League Cup. This is 25th of April 2021. It was the final. Um, it was the final. Oh shit! Of course, yeah, got, that was the final. We have we have back yet on to here, score they, at that stadium. That's why you're looking mm. confused. Yeah, it's got Spurs listed as the home team on that game. So on my list, it doesn't differentiate with Wembley. But yeah, damn. I okay. guess they did play home matches there, but it, it it's it's the new stadium, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh well, no, I mean, no. I mean, when, when was the last time we we beat them away? 
I'm looking now. 2019, I'd guess, um, when they were at Wembley and they moved into the stadium the same year for Riyad Mahrez scored. Um, it was the same. He, he did the 2018 uh, 19 when, um, I, I'm, 2017 I'm 18. Attempt. I know, yes, it was. It was the beginning of the season. Yeah, it, 18, it, it, it was, it was. And, and the reason I know, because Premier League years was on the other day and it was the day after the Leicester chairman passed away. And he, I remember him sort of dedicating the win. Um, so then they moved yeah, into yeah, the stadium yeah. in, in, in 2019. Was that the, um, the Ollie, game with NFL painting on the, on yes, the pitch? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was horrendous. Horrible. Um, I can't remember which wow. Spurs player. Um, who was the Argentine who went to Sevilla? Eric Lamella. Um, he... He had a chance to equalise late on, and it just bobbled up, and it was a you know a bit of a sitter. And the replay showed it, a massive chunk of turf had come out. Um, Ollie, the, yeah. the question I've been trying to ask you for about five minutes. Um, we're not professional sports people, so I guess we don't know the answer to this. But do these hoodoos, superstitions, um, whatever you might want to call them, genuinely exist? I, I know Guardiola is brought it up tongue-in-cheek before you know scoring a goal at that stadium would be a better achievement than the treble blah blah but does it actually play a part or is it just something we like to sit sit here and speak about and make content from i think i think it does play a part definitely because the players see it a lot of the players have experienced it you know for them it's it's a personal hoodoo for them anyway because we've got a fair few players that have been around a few years um the players are on social media the players will see the moans and groans from city fans when the draw comes out, um, and it's the reverse. The reverse is true for Spurs. You know, they'll they'll get a bit of a boost from this. They'll be well up for it. We are already the team to beat, and then when you also consider that we just generally don't do well there, Spurs will be well up for it as well. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think I think hoodoo's don't mm. exist because they're actual magic hoodoo's. You know, I think it, who was it that said that? Uh, the, the, there's an old story about you know travelers. Uh, had a site that Main Road was built upon, and they 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 cursed the stadium when it was uh, when Main Road was erected, and that was the reason that City never had sustained success there. Like, no, the, hoodoos don't exist, but certainly there is something that does seep into the psyche of fans of the players, uh, even maybe Pep. That you know, every time we do go there now, it's it's in the back of the mind that we just have a mm. hump that we need to get over. So, but these players get over these humps all the time. One being winning the Champions League. So, at some point, we'll break the duck and then we'll go on some hectic win streak over there. Speaking of erecting things, do you guys know what a geological <laughs> hoodoo is? <laughs> geological oh hoodoo? No. Yeah, a hoodoo is actually a geological like thing. They're these. They're these big phallic looking. <laughs> Uh, rock formations <laughs> that you see a lot in in Utah, and actually, my favorite place on Earth, my favorite place I've ever visited, is Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. It's one of the, the big uh, national parks here in in the U.S. And Does it's it have- it's all just these phallic looking rock formations that jut oh, up I'm from the ground. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah, and they oh, wow ch- they change so rapidly from erosion and stuff because you know Ooh. they're always growing um, and. <laughs> so it's like every time you go to the park, you're not seeing the same hoodoo. But those things are yeah. called hoodoos, and they're actually one of my favorite things on on natural earth. So everybody, other, right now, um, pause the podcast erected, and Google um, Google hoodoos. Bryce Canyon hoodoos. It, I'm, I'm looking at a photo. It is bizarre. I mean, that's that's definitely a place to um, to get to. And any sort of 
UK travelers over in in the US. I mean, it looks it looks a bit weird. It looks a bit disconcerting. Anyway, anyway listeners, listeners, them, th- thank you for tuning in. And, uh, <laughs> this has been your favorite podcast. The rest is geology. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, going back to a, a, another sort of geographical phenomenon and cities form at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Adam, one thing that I find bizarre is like, obviously, Anfield is Anfield, and and yes, we can sort of have a go at the atmosphere, but for those big matches, it genuinely does turn up. It is a minging place to go and play football. With Tottenham, though, and and having been to the stadium itself, I mean, it was. It was decent atmosphere-wise, but it, it it wouldn't breach my top ten. I don't think. Maybe you know, like ninth, tenth, or whatever. What I'm getting at, it, it isn't febrile like a St James's Park, like an Anfield, or even an Old Trafford, Whisperit. So, what is it about City's form at that stadium which causes such an issue? And sort of to link it back to this game, which we'll, we'll obviously do plenty of previews going forward, but. Is it going to be different this time around? Was it just a combination of a number of factors? Harry Kane being one, obviously Son, both of them won't be here for this FA Cup game, managerial setup, blah, blah, blah. Or is it something a little bit more deep-rooted in your opinion? Yeah, I actually think it has nothing to do with the stadium. And, and of course, I hope this doesn't come back to bite me, but I actually think this time around things can change. And, and I think that because I actually just think in the Guardiola era, those Tottenham teams were the perfect kryptonite to Pep's mm. city. The Conte teams, the Mourinho teams, even the Nuno teams, when whenever they had decent days out, which seemed to only be against City. But a team that was good at sitting deep and hitting on the break with Son and uh, Harry Kane and players like that, and and you know a team that was good at doing that was always going to have a shot against city. And I think it was just the perfect storm every single time we played them because it's not necessarily like we had our way with them at home. I mean, you look at mm. earlier this mm. season, obviously it was against Ange, but in seasons past last year, city were two nil down at halftime uh, against Conte's Tottenham. Um, you know, Mourinho's Tottenham have, have come to um, have come to the Etihad and, and got done in once or twice, but they've also had some decent performances. So, I think it was just the perfect factor or the, the perfect situation for City to get hit on the break. And that's, you know, those teams from 2017 to kind of 2020, they got hit on the break like nobody's business. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm with you in that school of thought. I do think that this is possibly if we're looking at a, a time for City, especially because what one, and right, okay, would I have picked Tottenham in the FA Cup fourth round? Absolutely not. I think you know, going into it, City have got a task on their hands. However, at the same time, I do think those FA Cup matches, be that on a, you know, a night game or whenever, whatever time schedule it will be, they can be a little bit more open. They can be a little bit more frenetic. And, and I think that will suit City, especially considering we go there in the running. I think it's four games from the end of the season, a summit like that. Um, I, I do think this is an opportunity for City to go there and make a little bit of a statement like we saw... I don't know, against Arsenal last year in the FA Cup early doors, beat them. Obviously, this is a completely different um, context and situation, but it, it, it presents an opportunity. Um, Ollie, final word on on the mysterious geographical hmm. hoodoo that is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? No, not not on the phallic rock formations over in Utah. Um, <laughs> it, it's a weird ground, isn't it, Amos? Because you, you, you say it's not overly imposing. It, it's The atmosphere isn't imposing, but I think... I'll, I'll be honest, I'll give him a bit of credit here. I think the ground's magnificent. If Oh, the, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. That's if the American-style 
bowl arenas are your thing. But the first thing that struck me, I, I went, uh, I think it was in its first year when they moved in. Um, and what sticks out, I can't even remember for the life of me the game, but what I do remember was uh, this this very American arena style just suddenly coming out from the terraces of North London mm. and the light show beforehand, the style of the roof, obviously they've got the big, what what is the bird? The, the cock. Speaking, speaking of speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of is it is it a cockerel? Uh, the cockerel up on you know up on the, um, above one end on the top. Like it, it, I think mm. I think it is a magnificent stadium, uh, amazing facilities. It's probably not too dissimilar to how we'd have designed the Etihad if it was being built today. Um, mm. So I, I don't know if it's imposing, and I don't think the atmosphere is imposing, but it, it is a grand. Grand ground. Uh, well, well, really Postacoglu kind of had um, – he spoke about this earlier in the season and he basically said, you know, some some grounds, some stadiums want to be that fortress and that intimate kind of um, cauldron that, that you have to come into. But uh, but we kind of have a nightclub here and we like it that way. Mm. So, mm. Something along yeah. those lines. And, I, and think that, I think the fact that they're, like playing, that they're playing good football now, the fans are enjoying watching it, and that kind of in itself is an enjoyable atmosphere when the stadium mm. – I, I can't imagine what going to that stadium 19 times a year and watching Conte's Tottenham was like and watching your team <laughs> at home with the better players, a more expensive squad, sitting in a low block hoping to get something on the break. But now you know they've got mm. – things to cling on to and, and things to look forward to when their team mm. takes the pitch. And that in itself is a bit of an atmosphere. I think I think grounds like that, sorry, very very last word on the same, Moss. Um see so you're itching to move us on. I think I think grounds like that exaggerate the, the feeling of the fans. So as in grounds like the mm. Etihad, grounds like Spurs, if the team is doing badly, by God it feels empty and quiet. Oh, it's appalling. But if the team's doing well, they're in a run of form, there's a big night match on there's nothing like it. There's nothing, you know, seeing it with the big ties at the Etihad, especially in the Champions League or when Liverpool have come for a big game or when United have come for a big game. Whereas if you're in one of the old style terraces, I think if the team, one of the old style grounds, if the team's doing badly, it feels like there's, there's more support, a bit more noise behind them. Whereas if they're doing well, I don't think it quite compares to what can be created in these modern grounds. So yeah, it's, it's important for Spurs to, you know, to, kind of pick up back from the peak of uh, of the football under Ange and, and build that because it, a ground like that can be a fortress we've seen it at the Etihad but if things turn turn sideways then they they are horrible places to be as a as a home crowd yeah i think that's totally fair um and as well obviously given their trophy record Tottenham will probably be up for it and it should make for a good contest 9,000 or so City supporters expected at that game whenever it comes and like I said we'll preview it in due course but that'll do for part one um join us after the break where to uh brighten up your away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season and the same goes for McDelivery Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Wednesday, we'll, we'll do a little bit of trivia. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please, as always, make sure you're hitting follow, you're hitting subscribe. It's the best way for you to get all of our new episodes in your podcast feed, wherever you lis- listen along from, rather. Um, I'm going to hand over to my glamorous assistant, who by and not many people, unless you live with Adam Booker, have you seen him, would have noticed, but significantly less hair in the new year. Um, and I mean on his head before anyone starts giggling yeah i um i went into the holiday period having to work like 12 out of 14 days because all of my european uh co-workers who have basic human rights uh had time off for the holidays and here in the u.s i i worked through it all um and because of that i'm i missed my haircut appointment and my barber was closed on the days that i had off so i said to laura we got some old clippers that i used to shave the dog with in the closet Stick me in the bathtub and take all my hair off. Oh, that's not okay, bro. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to do some city trivia. This is everybody's favorite <laughs> game inspired by my ongoing identity crisis. Who am I? If you, if you are new here, the rules of the game are very simple. I have a city player past or present in mind, and I have a list of clues about that player. I'm going to reveal these clues one by one, and it's up to you, the listeners at home, and Ali and Amos to figure out who the player is as quickly as you possibly can. Now, we're going to do this a little bit smoother than the holiday special, so Ali, please give me a nation. The United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. All right. Amos, please give me a nation. Um, I'm going to go for a slightly more respectable group of states and go for the Federated States of Micronesia. (laughs) Federated States of Micronesia it is. All right. Please, as always, do not shout out your nation to give me an answer until I have finished reading the full clue. If you shout out your nation and you get your guess incorrect – you will then have to sit out for one clue and your opponent will get a chance to steal the round. Does everybody understand from wherever you guys are from? I, I genuinely think this could be an all-time low for this game. As, I mean, the bar's not particularly high, but I think we could... We could. I would be surprised if we get a score, given I, both yeah. competitors' previous form. Terrible. Right. Also, I'm, cha- I'm changing my uh, nation because I didn't realise we were going very niche. I'll go with Vanuatu. Uh, I believe that's pronounced Vanuatu, actually. Vanuatu, okay, thank you. Yes, from the one uh, travel documentary that I've seen, somebody going to Vanuatu. (laughs) I believe, here's a fun fact for you, you can Google this while you've got Vanuatu up, I believe it's where the bungee jump was invented. Okay. Are you a bungee jump fan? uh, No, but I might do it if I'm in Vanuatu. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. In nineteen seventy four, Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain visited Vanuatu and observed the spectacle. Vanuatu. What the bungee jumping? Tomato tomato, Booker. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Van Arsen ritual, which men can pop wooden towers around 20 to 30 meters high with two tree vines wrapped around the ankles. There you go. Learn something new another, every day. Another thing the white man has stolen. Let's play the game, all right? Here we go. Um, who am I? I started my senior career at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Federated States... Federated States of Micronesia. Federated States of Micronesia. Hello. Um, do you have a nation that I can refer to you as? That you just like me? Ephoral. No, I don't believe in borders. <laughs> okay. Hello, Earth. Um, hello, hello. Who was going to say now? Pangaea. <laughs> can I have the clue again, please? I started <laughs> my I started my senior career at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Is oh, this yeah. a city-related um, player, Jolie right? Jolien Lescott. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is off to a flyer here. Fair enough. Round, Look at round that. one goes to the Federated States Do you know what that was the equivalent of? That was the equivalent of Ilkay Gundogan scoring 13 seconds into the FA Cup final. Oh, yes. Not that I hold as much prestige on the well, FA Cup final as I do this competition. But... All right. Let's see if Vanuatu can... Uh, Jump to one as quickly as Amos did. You see what I did there? Wait. Wait. Okay. Uh, player number two. Who am I? I started my youth career at ADO Den Haag. No, not the Manchester United manager. <laughs> it's his brother. Ado. Um, no. Nothing from the delegation of Federated States of Micronesia. <laughs> All right. Next clue. I was Watford's Young Player of the Year for the 2015-16 season. Wow. Jesus, that's rough. Den Haag to Watford and then presumably to City. Maybe not. Hmm. I have an idea, but we'll press on. Okay. I won the under-17 European Championships with my nation in both 2011 and 2012. Oh, not who I thought it was. Hmm. The suspense is building. All right. Are we ready for the next clue? I am ready for the next clip. Before joining City, I had already won the Europa League, the League Cup, and finished as a runner-up in the FA Cup. Europa League winners. Started at Den Haag. Was at Watford. Watford's young player in 2015, so presumably... Okay. And won the under-17s in 2011. Yeah, so we know roughly Correct. what his age is right now. Before joining City. I feel like Jesus. it's going to be really obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, is this the last Did he play? say Watford before joining City? I didn't confirm oh. that. You inferred that, but I did not confirm it. Okay. All right. Uh, it, it's the last clue I have written down, so hopefully you get it, but there are other <laughs> clues that I can dig up very quickly. All right. 
I have won the Premier League three times. Oh, I don't know. It felt like there's more coming. Won the Premier League three times. So he started. I'm going to try and piece piece this together for you guys a bit here. No, he started. Oh, he started at Den Haag and probably the late late 2000s, early 2010s. At some point, he moved to Watford in the mid 2010s as a 21 ish year old. Won the Premier League three times, presumably in the time between Watford and now. And at some point in that time period, has played for City, and he's about 28, 29 years old now. I'm not going to confirm some of those things, and I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to well, deny some you of those can things. Even. You schemer. All right, give us something. The has, 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 he made, okay. has he made senior okay. appearances for City? I'll, I'm going to give you the next clue, okay? All right. Okay. This, I mean, I said it's gone down. If this, if this, do, if this doesn't get it for you, I, I'm a bit upset. I was Bournemouth supporters player of the season in 2017. Federated state. In what United states of Micronesia. In what years? 2017-18. Federated states of Micronesia. Federated states of Micronesia. Um, our very favorite piano player. Um. Are in Deutsche Clavier, um, Nathan Ake. Yeah, that's I've won it. I've won it. It is Nathan Ake. Ali, you were on to some things, dig these but some out, of the things Mark. were just you infer, inferred incorrect statements. I just can't dig it. This is the national anthem of quick enough. Federated States of Micronesia, Patriots <laughs> of Micronesia. I think I have just. Written myself in the folklore of this tiny but wonderful island country in Oceania. But did they invent the mic? Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> did they invite the mi- invent the microphone? <laughs> but did they invent the bungee jump, Amos? And if they didn't, I couldn't give a fuck. Do we want to do one more? Because I do have a bonus round. Look, I'll uh, go. I'll go. For, I'll go for a clean sweep. I'll go, go for on, the man. treble. This was supposed to be the rubber round, but Vanuatu is not as good as at trivia as they are jumping just off of large wooden terrible towers. terrible with these. I'm just terrible with these, honestly. Well, congratulations, because this is a lot harder than the first two. All right, here we go. <laughs> Christ. Who am I? Since 2014, I have played for nine different clubs, two of which are City Football Group affiliate clubs. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, Vanuatu. Vanuatu? Patrick Roberts. Holy oh, shit! I was going to say that as well. I had really good clues planned out. Wow. <laughs> I had him as well. I was gambling. Wow, that's unbelievable. L- listen, for for the two first clue answers, we're going to give you guys a round of applause here. That That is fantastic. Well... On behalf of the Patriots of the Federated States of Micronesia, I congratulate uh, Vanuatu for their singular point, but unfortunately, not enough to um, uh, beat uh, my wonderful oceanic nation. On behalf of the Bungee Jumping Society of Vanuatu, I'd just like to extend (laughs) my congratulations to firstly the host, Pangea, the borderless Pangea. Congratulations, Pangea. The Federated States of Micronesia. I don't think Pangea was just a world without borders. I think it was... A mega continent, was it not? 
I think the whole point of Pangea was the fact there was it was there just could a have been borders on Pangea blob. There was no was civilization. That's true. A profound point from Ollie Kirsch. Borders <laughs> are a stain on on, on society. We live in a society. Uh, we that we do. I think that's the perfect place to end. Ollie, thank you very much. Thank you, Amos. Thank you very much. Pangea, Adam the Booker, thank you very much. And until tomorrow, we'll see you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.